Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Duality. I am your host, Ash, and today we are getting into the topic of toxic spirituality. I was having trouble with figuring out the title because I tend to overthink into absolutely everything that exists, and uh, <laughs> uh, for lack of better words, you know, toxic spirituality. I wanted to find the right words and you know, I go back and forth with my relationship with the word toxic, but for the purpose of just kind of getting it across the board so that we kind of know what we're getting into here, I felt toxic spirituality and all the people that I asked around me felt like toxic spirituality was the right one. So with that being said, before we get into everything, I want to take a moment to... Play the heart and throat chakra bowls that I have with me to just do a brief little check-in and little meditation, little mindful breathing so that not only I as the host and curator of this conversation am grounded and coming from a good heart space and a clear throat space, you know, I want to invite everyone who's tuning in and listening to this to also do the same as far as, you know, being open to receive what is meant to be heard and, you know, communicating too. You know, I got I got it going on live right now, so you're more than welcome to speak on whatever it is that you feel you want to speak on. The comments could come up here, and I'll, I'll make sure to check in on my left-hand side to make sure that I'm reading in the comments so that we can have this collective conversation with each other because that's what it's about, you know. That's the whole intention of this is not me just speaking at y'all and being like, I know it all, like I certainly don't. You know, I have the platform and y'all do too, so utilize me, you know what I'm saying? Get your voice out there even if you don't want to go in front of the camera, in front of the microphone. So with that being said, taking a moment to just get comfortable wherever you're at. Close your eyes if it feels good for you. Move your shoulders around. Release any tension that you may feel in any part of your body, starting from the top of your head, moving down to your eyes, your jaw, taking a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Feeling into your, your neck, releasing the tension in your shoulders, in your chest, arms, elbows, wrists and fingertips your back, your belly, your hips, your thighs, knees, calves, ankles, and feet, wiggling your toes, feeling grounded wherever you're at. And if it feels good for you, just setting whatever intention you would like for your heart and your throat, you know, so if you're not familiar with the chakra system, it's completely fine. You know, the intention, whatever you're feeling in this moment, whether it's for your day, for your night, whatever time you're listening to this, you know, setting that intention for what feels good for you to express your love and, um, and your expression in general is generally what these chakras are about. So with that being said,
thank y'all for taking that moment. Returning to the space that you're in, whenever it feels comfortable, starting to wiggle in your fingers and opening up your eyes, returning to wherever you're at. And let's get into it. So I thought it was really important, especially giving the energy of this topic to make sure I'm coming from a heart-centered place. I want to make sure that, you know, everyone's best intention is in this podcast despite my my jokes and stuff you know it is a it is a very serious and it is a very uh strong topic to me it's something that I talk about often in the day-to-day and um I've been going back and forth between talking about the spiritual side of spirituality on this podcast because I wanted to make sure I was coming from an unbiased and uh grounded space so that not only could people that have been affected or notice these things happening in certain communities and spaces that the people that are actually doing these things that may not realize that it's harming anyone or maybe don't see anything necessarily not good about it, you know, could also tune into this and be like, hmm, maybe I need to like check myself and ground myself on some things. Maybe I need to humble myself in certain places and do that in a loving way. You know, because that's that's what it's all about is like none of us are perfect. And the only reason I could speak on this topic is because I also understand how it can get there. You know, there's different points of time where I felt like I was almost getting swept into certain things. So it's very easy to, you know, it's very easy to get wrapped into the toxic positivity when you're first getting into any kind of bracket of whether it's spirituality or just like mental health in general, where you're giving yourself unrealistic expectations that okay you're not going to have to feel all of the negative stuff and the positive stuff is just something that is all all you're going to center and like you know anytime anyone's talking about something negative or talking about something that you know maybe doesn't feel good it's like oh that's a lower vibration I'm really not trying to be there or you know that's like and and saying things like that you know lingo conversation language right in order for us to move up or raise our vibration or, you know, discover more about ourselves and open ourselves up more, we don't need to be putting anyone down. And that does not mean not having boundaries. Naturally, if something doesn't feel good for us, it's uh, up to us to use our voice to communicate like, hey, you know, like, I don't think I have the capacity to have this conversation right now. Like, it's not feeling really great for me. Not saying, you know... <laughs> It might feel a little bit better than saying, like, yo, like, good vibes only. You know what I mean? Like, your vibration is super low. And it and it's, like, saying that to a person who, say, is not necessarily on the same path as you as well is, like, they're, like, what? You know? And that's that gives space for not only you to be interpreted as thinking or feeling that you're better than that person and affirming or their you know whatever situation is going on with them but in all honesty it's also creating a space for you within your own brain to feel like you're better than and that's the part that we don't tend to get really honest with ourselves about is like you know you could sit there all day and be like I view everybody and we're all equal but then when you're saying things like that you know it's it's kind of going opposite of what you're speaking and you know, nobody really knows the conversations you have with yourself in your head, but you do. So 
I find, at least in my life experience, that the best thing, no matter how shadowy or, you know, um, quote unquote, not so good thoughts and conversations we have with ourselves in our brain, if we're just honest about ourselves, if we're just honest with ourselves when those thoughts come up, we give space for compassion, we give space for understanding, we give space for growth. When we are just like, eh, yeah, you know, whatever. Maybe I am a little bit better than this person. They're not doing the work that I'm doing. It's like contradicting a little bit, you know, and it's nothing to feel shame and guilt about. It's just something to acknowledge, you know. So I had put out a post and I wanted to ask the community, I wanted to ask the public and everybody, like, what they were feeling about this topic. And, you know, a lot of people said a lot of things. And some of the things that had came up, is like spiritual bypassing, you know, and just for everybody to get on the same page, spiritual bypassing, the definition is the tendency to use spiritual ideals and practices to avoid or sidestep facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished development tasks. Therefore, it could look like you're having a conversation with somebody and, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's not in alignment. Or if someone's telling you, you know what I mean? Like what they, especially unwarranted, even warranted though sometimes, you know, telling you what is and what isn't your path, you know, um, things like, you know, if you just change your mindset, you can make this money and this abundance can give you the amount that you need to take my course. And my course is going to help you solve all of the things that you've been struggling with your entire life. That's fucking spiritual bypassing. And the reality is, you know, the person who created that may very well have been from the bottom of their heart trying to share that information that started to help them, you know. And the intention could have really been beautiful to start off with. I feel like when people don't have a check-in within themselves and outside of themselves, you know, like checking in with an elder, checking in with your inner self and like holding yourself accountable in the community and in your internal world, that's what tends to throw people off and create this, this whole concept in which we're talking about being spiritual, uh, toxic spirituality. Because, you know, there's some voices in the community that might speak of, you know, I... I elders are like gatekeepers and you know we it's all of our birthright and like in a way I, I like I can understand you know when we start getting into this world of all of these things that like start validating us like you know we had a feeling that this was a real thing we had a feeling about this metaphysical world that there is no necessarily textbook on right and then you find communities that start to validate that we get super excited you know for those people that have gone and drank ayahuasca or went on a medicine retreat or you know had whatever kind of ceremony facilitated you see very commonly once somebody goes to do that then they kind of come home and they're like in awe because it's such an incredible experience and it's beautiful um and kind of get fixated and overzealous like a cure-all like this medicine is a cure-all and i need to now become a medicine person and distribute that and it's it could get dangerous. And the reason why 
one of the reasons why I feel like it could get dangerous is because we're not even understanding what we're receiving yet. We haven't even integrated our medicinal journey. And now we're looking towards passing it to someone. I get why. It's super exciting. It comes from a space of love. It's like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. This has helped me so much. I want to help other people. I invite any person who has had that thought to, like, take a pause and revisit, like, well, don't I deserve to help myself first? If that's something that's meant for me to do, then it won't be avoidable. If you're meant to to do any kind of ceremony, it's it's not going to be avoidable. There's no rush. Like, I got to tell myself that, too. You know, I went from having, uh, being a co-facilitator of moon ceremonies to then shifting the name to Moon Community Meets because have I been sanctioned to distribute ceremonies? And it's like, yes, in a sense, I could pray about it. And I felt very much so, like, grounded. I understand why moon ceremonies was a thing because of the knowledge I had at that time. I think it was beautiful. I think it was everything it needed to be. I learned at the end of the day, there is power in having an elder that you can check in with. Because if your elder, if you have a, a really good like set of people, not only solely your elder, but you know the community, the people around, right? If you have some solid human beings that really have love for you and the earth and, and people, if they say, you know what, maybe take a pause on this. You know, I know you're excited about it, but take a pause on it and take a step back. Like, that's coming from a space of love, and that's coming from protecting you. Because at the end of the day, it's not that they don't believe in you, that you can do it. Of course you can do it. But you might not be ready to not be porous to what comes with it. I think that there's so much romanticization around and centering different ceremonies that we kind of get lost in it, you know, but we don't realize how these ceremonies come with really strict and strenuous preparation. And especially, and I'm, I'm going to center in real quick, especially talking to the city folk, most of us really don't got much patience. Do you think you have weeks, days, hours to prepare for one ceremony do you really think you have it in you to do that when you have all this other stuff that you got to do to make ends meet to put food on your on your table living in the city and being alive in 2022 you know like really get real with yourself because if you're meant to facilitate ceremonies that is something that will come that is something that will feel so effortless and clear when there's anxiety around certain things of course there's inadequacies and there's certain things where yeah, we're supposed to partake in and we still have those inadequacies come up like imposter syndrome, right? Just sit with that, you know, sit with that and, and ask yourself, like, is it imposter syndrome or is it something that I'm not seeing? And that's what the importance of being able to consult with people outside of your own mind that you trust that have the best interest not only for you but the community is so important. Because without that, we can become very ungrounded. And I find that a lot of, um, I guess, spiritual practitioners or uh, healers and, and whatever you know title someone may be going by, um, I feel like a lot of people <coughs> excuse me, get lost in the sauce and get lost in the, the aesthetic of it all. It's like... You could have 
every feather in the world, every every bowl, every instrument, every sound healing, chakra cleansing crystal in the world. But did you get it because you had the money to get it? Was it gifted to you? Why did you get it? And what are you doing with it? And how much are you utilizing it? You know, because a lot of this stuff is aesthetic. We're looking at, you know, social media where spiritual guruism is like the number one thing that's coming up on all platforms stretched across TikTok to Twitter to, you know, you, you find all of the, the astrologers on Twitter, you know, and you find all of the... That, like everyone everywhere it's not even one particular bracket i'm not gonna like sit here and like pinpoint it and it's not to i don't want to this any of this to be misconstrued in the way of like none of this is to minimize anybody like yo you're powerful you're dope i'm sure whatever you're trying to do is fucking real and it's definitely real to you most people don't necessarily have the discernment to know, okay, am I doing this for myself or am I doing this for others? Because spirituality can go under the blanket of I'm doing it for others. The same way a lot of mental health things can go under the blanket of I'm doing this for others. When in reality, there's validation that's happening in these spaces. You know, there's performance acts that are happening at, out of these spaces that might not be genuine. It's like when... You know, when you're tuning into something and it sounds like a commercial, it probably is. Like, it's probably a commercial. It's probably something that someone sat down and wrote down. Or it's like, okay, let me put on my face and let me go out there and be like, hi, everyone, let's just be super this and that. And like, or, hi, everyone, we're going to sit and do that. And, you know, it's like, listen, I understand changing your octave out of excitement I understand what that's like when I, you know, you heard me in the beginning of the podcast. If you listen to any of my podcasts, you know my active changes all the time. I'm not saying that that's not a real thing. What I'm saying is you feel it. You feel when it's not coming from that genuine space. You feel when it's not coming from that grounded, this is what I'm trying to say, when it's coming from a pitch. It's like, why, do, why is it that once I open up my phone, it sounds like everybody is, you know, talking about all these different spiritual things but they're talking about it like salespeople. they're talking about it like they're trying to sell me a car when they're trying to sell me their modules or they're trying to sell me a service of some sort you know what i mean and you don't need to sell what's real people just want it like when it comes to things in and, and this is something that i've struggled with for many years is like putting any kind of monetization on spirituality Listen, I understand we all got to value our worth. We all got to value our time. And I think there's like really beautiful ways to go about it. There are plenty of practitioners, astrologers, Reiki practitioners, healers in general that I love to give my money to. Just because I do these things doesn't mean that I don't also get it done. I, I actually think it's really important that I do because I do these things. And I love to give them my money. Sometimes I see their prices and I'm like, Psh, I want to tip you. You know what I mean? Like this is above and beyond what I want. You got to really sit with yourself like as a person who is a facilitator, as a person who is a leader in these communities, helping show other people who may not be as educated on it. 
does this price feel right for me? You know, praying about it, consulting with people. I can't stress enough how important it is to have people that are older than you in your corner. If you don't have that, pray about it, seek it out, it will come to you. It might not come to you when you want it. You might want to put a service out there on Friday and you might not have any access to an elder. Maybe you shouldn't put it out on Friday. Maybe you should wait if you're feeling uncomfortable about finding your pricing. I feel like people are taking the business model and they're applying it to spiritual platforms. And in that, it just it 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 only works to a certain degree. It's only going to and and in my opinion, I feel like it's it's taking away from its sanctity. It's taking away from the the sacredness of what is spiritual practice, you know? I will not charge somebody to smudge them. That can't, I, I, I can't do that, you know what I mean? I don't have, like, I just, who am I as a person, as an indigenous person, to withhold someone's birthright to just clean themselves up? That's like, you got to pay to take a shower. That's what that is spiritually. And then if we want to talk about gatekeeping, that could very much so be in the bracket of gatekeeping. So how can we discern as a community, as facilitators, and as consumers, as content creators and as consumers, how can we find a balance to make space for real authentic healing but also be able to feel good about it because we need an exchange. I'm not saying everything needs to be given for free. Listen, I did that for years and years and years, and I felt what that does. I know that you get you get sick. Like, you get sick at the end of the day when that happens. You need to have a mutual exchange. That's not always going to look like finances at a certain dollar. That's like going to look different for every person because every person is different. The same way every healing session, every meditation, every moon meetup, whatever it is, is different because it's not just you. It's you interacting with whatever energies come forth, whatever spirits come forth with them, you know, whatever spirits are you're walking with and whoever's helping you. And it's going to always be different. So how can one price be the same? That's why when it comes to the moon meetings, I do it by donation. I'll always do it by donation because I'm not going to ever turn somebody down just because they don't have funds to be a part of their own community. We need that more than anything. If anything, if I had the money, I would pay people to do it. <laughs> like, because we need to center what it is to have a community, especially in these spaces that are just like super hyper individual, uh, individualized and romanticized to be separated. Like We don't need to continue that and perpetuate the trauma of segregation and separating people through different demographics, looks, aesthetics, beliefs. You know, it's one thing to find your niche and go to it. But when it's like a community thing, it's a community thing. Like that's that that is everyone's niche. Everyone is a part of that, you know. So getting into things like that, you know, it's like it's not to say that, you know, these courses that are like how to, you know, start this and do this isn't valid because there are people that genuinely have knowledge on these topics and they want to share it. You know, they want to share it and they should be compensated for their time. I think that there's definitely ways to go about it, and I think that it's up to us as the people who are curating these spaces for people to consume that there are options. 
sliding scales so that you can trust that people that, you know, have the means we're, are going to pay that $400. But people who don't have the means, maybe they're going to pay that $200 or maybe they'll have a payment plan, you know, and, and start thinking about things like that, thinking about how, how many people who pay full for something how can we do a pro bono? How can we create a space for a scholarship for someone? What does a scholarship mean? You know what I mean? And, and like when I view scholarship, I view it as uh, like a written document, like, you know, having like some kind of writing, uh, explaining why you want to do whatever the the treatment, the program, the the service, you know, why you want it. Maybe even including if you feel comfortable, why you don't have the finances to obtain it, how you're willing to, how you're looking to change that for yourself, not for me, not for my product, not for my service, how you would like to change your life so that you can have your means met, your needs met, and your wants met, you know, and then having that completely compensated. That's what I view as a scholarship, you know. Um, when... Uh, there's there's different things like other people pay for other people we all make things work there is there's so many things that that can be correlated to whether that's i'm not going to say the tax is taken out because you know i'm not i'm not going to subscribe to to where that money goes to because we really don't fully know but you know how certain things like in communities when people for even for example without getting too political into things is like for even the moon meets, there's some people that go that literally don't have a dollar on them, so they don't pay for anything. And then there's some people that go and they donate an extensive amount of money. You know what I mean? Whatever that is, however that looks. And then everybody's covered. I always tell people, like, yo, at the end of the day, we could barter. You're really good at cooking. You're really good at baking. I'd love some cookies. You're really good <laughs> at, you know, doing I don't know, like fitness, like let's do an exchange, like whatever the case is, like you do a tattoo, like here's a healing treatment reading, you do piercing, you know, I just like, I just did that stuff with my, with my good friend Ash, I just got my ear pierced, you know, and we did an exchange and it's a beautiful thing because we both feel fulfilled, like, and, and it's good to make sure that you're both fulfilled because it's one thing to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to give you one reading that takes an hour and I expect you to tattoo my entire leg. Like, that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be fair with ourselves. And that goes and applies to the prices we put on things and the monetization off of spirituality because it's like, where is, where is our morality when it comes to that? You know, if you need money, I'm not saying you can't do your God-gifted talent for money. I'm not saying that. I'm inviting all of us to revisit what feels good. Because when it feels good, it feels good across the board. No matter what it might look or feel like, it feels good across the board. So trusting, trusting that, you know, and trusting how we communicate with the people who can't afford things. You know, if, if people can't afford things, like, all right. You know, what else can we do? How else can I help you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to deprive resources or, or stunt knowledge or I'm not going to not pick up a phone call. You know, it's a, that divine balance of like giving back and taking. 
you know, the richest people in the world give to charities. The richest people in the world give back financially to certain things, right? Even if we don't like them, they do it still. You know what I mean? I, who knows exactly what happens with their money, but everybody who acquires money that I know, that I've, I've observed, and or even on physical, like knowing people around you, people who are circulating money usually give it back in a good way. And I'm not talking about these big corporation nonprofits that who knows where the money is even actually going. I'm talking about finding out a family close to you that actually needs the money. You know, that's something that my elder always tells me that they take a certain percentage every year and they find a personal family that they know or someone knows and they give them all the money from where they're getting income coming from. You know what I mean? And it's circulating it in a good way. No matter how much money I make or I know people around me make, which I'm grateful to be around people that have this amount of love and integrity, they're constantly taking a percentage and giving it back to people, you know? And if you don't have the percentage, you can give time. You can go help out at, you know, a, a soup kitchen or whatever it is. When an opportunity comes, you check in with yourself. Yo, is this taking from me too much? Okay, can I give this? Does it feel good to give this? Yes, you know? And you operate from that system. Everything's about being balanced and staying grounded. I think that... You know, a lot of times spirituality could be romanticized as this enchanting cure-all. You know, like there's a lot of different medicines or ceremonies or programs that are like, solve your life in five minutes. You know, everything you need is here. And, you know, get started now. All these words, they're sale pitches. Just to touch back on what we were talking about before. They're sales pitches. So, like... How as and this is and this point I want I want to really like talk to the facilitators like as people who are doing things from the pureness of our heart in a grounded space like how can we consciously take money and from people that are clearly emotionally distressed and vulnerable knowing that this is not going to provide them what they need. It's one thing if you genuinely believe. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people who have these things genuinely believe because it worked for them, it's going to work for somebody else. And I think that that's the bubble. Like, that's the bubble that's not getting popped or grounded because of the lack of the internal and external community. Now, for the consumers and, and people that, that do go out and purchase things, Asking yourself before you purchase a reading, a cleansing, a, you know, class, whatever the case is, asking yourself why you're going to them, you know, what you're expected to get out of it, how realistic is it? Do you think that just doing this one thing is going to solve everything else? Because that's not also fair on the facilitator if that's not their intention. You know what I mean? And... Just get real with yourself. The thing is, there is no rush. Like, there is no... <laughs> there is no way to speed up our healing. The only way we can... There is a way to have exponential amounts of growth and rapid growth, but it does not come without 
an extensive amount of pain. And that's something that a good friend of mine where we were talking about the other day, like if you do want to grow fast, it's possible it's going to hurt. So if you expect to go into one of these courses, like, yeah, do this and grow and grow and this, that, and you expect it to be, you know, pink slides and, and golden rainbows, like, it's just not going to be. But that's okay. To have people with you, like, to have, say, like, I was talking to another one of my good friends yesterday, to have somebody like a life coach or a guide in any, it's not that these profession should be obsolete they shouldn't they're needed it's about finding someone who is grounded in that someone you could come to and be like honest with not like oh oh i did meditation today and i did this but then you don't tell them that you also cursed out your ex and you also did that that's only showing one side that's that good vibes only mentality like you need to show it all in order to under understand it all if you have any expectations wants and desires to understand yourself and know your full capacity of potential. You got to make friends with both sides of you. You got to be honest with yourself. And then if you're expecting somebody such as a life coach who can, or, or a spiritual consultant, right. Who could essentially take your talking with them. You know, maybe you don't go to therapy. Maybe you don't resonate with it. Maybe you go to therapy, but it's not as like spiritual or mental, um, mentally motivating as what you want. You come to these people and these facilitators with the intention that they're going to help you take this big cloud of a bunch of words and things and wants, and they're going to help you crunch it down and feed it back to you so that you can digest it, so that you can do what you need to do, because none of us can jump into your body and get that done. At the end of the day, if I've ever been in your life at any sense of the world and, you know, and you say, like, yo, you helped me and or you you helped heal me or whatever the case is, like, I, I thank you for those words, but you did that. And I need you to know that. And any practitioner that you're looking towards, any facilitator of anything in that realm, you look for that. That's a that's a green flag. You know, we were talking about red flags, but that's a green flag because that person understands we're going into this 50-50. This is a relationship. We're going to sit here and I'm going to help assess certain things, but I'm just going to take the information you give me and I'm going to crunch it down and also share things and techniques that seem either intuitively, mentally, psychologically beneficial to what information you've given me and give it back to you in small pieces so that you can break it down and you can sit with it throughout your time. It's not always a money thing that's the issue. It's what is the actual product you're selling. Because most people are selling the idea and the concept of having shit together when they don't even have it themselves. So you're believing all of their Instagram posts and their Facebook things and their, and their this and their that and all of this beautiful thing. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like an aesthetic. I'm not saying that all aesthetic is wrong. But when it's more distracting than the actual content, when you feel more fulfilled by looking at a picture of a human being than actually receiving the information they're giving you, what the fuck are we doing? I could open up a magazine for that. Why am I paying $3,000 for that? 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just about being real with what it's not limiting your worth as facilitators. And it's also not like avoiding consuming or consulting with people as humans and as, you know, self-discovering beings that we're trying to move forth and look towards how can I grow? I need help. You already, that's the thing. That's the thing that's beautiful. People who are going to any kind of practitioner, counselor, you know, guide of any sort, like you have surrendered to the fact that you know that you can't do it on your own entirely at this moment and you need a little help. Let's not get it fucked up and think that that person can now do everything that you need to do. You can't pay somebody to do that. You can't pay somebody to do that internal work. You could pay all the people in the world to clean your house, and you could pay all the people in the world to cleanse your body. But if you keep doing the same shit inside, it's going to keep coming out on the outside. If you could, you could pay every single month to get somebody to come clean your house. But if you're not dealing with the stuff that's in your head, that's helping, that's creating a messy environment and physically manifesting in front of your eyes because of it not being addressed. Nothing is changing besides the illusion of things getting put back in place. And that's okay. Some people need that reset. I'm not saying that it's, but going over and over and over, like you got a reading from one person. Now you're going to go to seven other people to find the same thing because you don't want to move forward with certain things. Yo, growth is hard. Life can be hard. As fuck. But it's also beautiful. It's also beautiful. We get to do this. We get to be like in this bitch. Like we're here in our bodies. We're in this world. In this atmosphere. There's such beautiful things we can do with that. And some days we're not going to want to do shit. And that's okay. But I would opt to do not do shit for one day. Than to continue to go into other places to try to manipulate what I want to happen. The thing is, once you step into this realm and you know you're going to people who are legitimate, because you feel it when it's legitimate. You might think it's legitimate if you, if it's not legitimate, you might think, but you feel it's legitimate when it's legitimate. And you can't hide from that stuff. So it's okay to take days off. It's okay to just watch a whole series of things on TV because to deal with every, there's a healthy amount of disassociation, you know, and that's not to get misconstrued with like sitting there and disassociating every day because, you know, we don't want to promote that. But, but we want to promote whatever is right for you. And that's going to be different for everybody, right? So, Making sure that, you know, when we are in these spaces, in these, uh, you know, now more than ever, there's a lot of places that you can go and it's like, oh, this is spiritual, you know, and the people think that spiritual people need to be with spiritual people all the time. Like, you know, on, on Staten Island, there wasn't a lot of spiritual communities and now there's a lot of them starting to grow. And yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Um, I don't necessarily need to be involved with every single one of them just because I'm a spiritual person. Just like they don't need to be involved with me just because I'm a spiritual person. It doesn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? Because just because someone's playing a sport doesn't mean like they need to be involved with that real sport. 
there is a space and a place for everybody. And being spiritual is just an aspect. It's just one fraction of what each and every one of us are. Nobody has the right to tell you what to do with it, how to do it, what it should look like. People absolutely do have the right, with your permission, to kind of gut check you at times that you might not be grounded. Sometimes, like genuinely, and I really just want to like shine light on this throughout this topic, is like most people that are becoming or feeding into this uh, uprise of spiritual monetization um, and, you know, social media gurus are the people that fucking need it the most, you know? And, um, and I pray for all of all everybody, whether it's the people who are facilitating and the people who are, are taking these things, like for everybody to get what they need. Sometimes people genuinely don't realize that they're doing something and it might affect other people negatively. You know, it's like, if you're just listening if you're just listening, if you like Google how to make a spiritual blah, 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 how to do whatever, there's going to be all of the all of the writing, all of the material that you need, that you think you need, minus the experience, minus the spirit. <laughs> That's the crazy part. How can you be book smart on spirituality, but you lack the spirit of spirituality? We got to do better. And this 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 topic, I'm passionate about it because I fucking love people. Even the people that be on their bullshit, like, I still love you. Do better for yourself and for the community, you know? Sometimes we don't have to monetize off these things. Sometimes you don't have to monetize off everything. Maybe you're really good at doing makeup. Make your chips, sis. There are things <laughs> that are, you know, I, I, and I'm not saying, once again, I'm not saying that you can't charge money for things in spirituality because, you know, that's, that's a whole other topic and that's something each individual person has to really sit with. I still struggle with it. I still struggle to, to charge anything for anything spiritual. But I know that certain things are, are worth and my are, are definitely my time is worthy and how I found a way to digest it is just to simply create the sliding scales the the scholarships and the opportunities the equal opportunities you know you can't sit here and say that you're pro everything but you're not pro everything you're not pro everybody if you're pro everything you're not so getting really honest with ourselves and taking accountability, you know, like there are, it's okay. It's okay to be a real person. It's okay to, to be a guide to some people. It's okay to do events and to do things that isn't on social media. That's okay. There's certain things that are meant to be shared with people and there's certain things that are meant to be kept sacred. And that has been a journey for me. And just because, like, I know for myself, I get super excited. I'm like, oh, my God, this helped me. I want to help everybody with it. I need to share it with everybody. Everybody needs to know about this experience so that they can do it themselves. That's not always the case. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine last night, and we were talking about how 
when it comes to uh, spiritual items. Some people have so many spiritual items, like, you know, hoard spiritual items, have them in cases. It's like museums, right? And how people are using them as art display, which it's not that they are not art, but they are emitting energy. They are emitting frequencies. They are emitting something. And some people just want it to say they, they have it rather than it going to somewhere that it's needed, right? There's also the aspect, which we'll get into on a, on a different topic, I mean, on a different podcast, uh, when we're going to, like, really break down spiritual appropriation and versus spiritual appre- appreciation in another, th- in another uh, podcast, but I just want to touch base on the fact of, like, a lot of these spiritual stores, right, Listen, I've worked in them, I've been in them, I understand the, the back end, understand the front end. It's hard to keep any store open right now, period. Sales are hard. People don't even have money to get food, nonetheless buy like their vices. In order to have most of the time, if you don't have connections with people in these sp- specific communities, whether in this country or outside of the community, it's hard to obtain spiritual medicines and items right sage for example you can buy sage online for a very low cost that's probably made and grown somewhere whether in you know nepal or wherever with a bunch of people that who knows if they're getting paid or what the condition is of anyone that are wrapping the sage and then selling it for cheap. Wherever you're getting it from is not the actual people who view this plant as a sacred item to be burned to cleanse you, right? So source is so important. It's like the same thing. Like you, So I understand on the back end, it's harder to afford and or find good source things. It is. But if you don't have those connections, you probably shouldn't open up that store. And that's what that's truly how I feel about it because it's like it's it's difficult for people to have integrity and also make money in spirituality. <laughs> like it's just like it's I mean, and I'm talking about the new age spirituality. I'm talking about the one that's a little bit of everything, which I'm also not opposed to. I'm a person who I love. I love me some content of all different, you know, religion, spaces, and places. Like, I'm all for it. Like, I've always studied deeply into all different beliefs. I love people. I want to understand people. I want to understand how people thought and how their ancestors worked. I want to learn more about my ancestors. And I've been simplifying it myself. So I get it. If you're going into a coffee shop, if you're going into a store, and they're, like, artisanal crafts and this, that, and the third, and you're looking at the person who's selling it, and it's, like, some white lady, like, that's selling some indigenous native beadwork for $150, you damn sure better ask how much of that money is going back to the artist. How much you pay for that? You probably paid a lot less than that. Are they going to see any of the profits? 
it's integrity and authenticity over aesthetic. Does not mean you can't be aesthetic. You can be aesthetic. I love being aesthetic. Listen, anything that I'm going to do, like I have a beautiful bracelet right here that was handmade by a woman in Colombia that I had met who is from a tribe in Putumayo, which is where Colombia meets the Amazon. And I sat and I and I listened to her and all of the things that she explained about the beadwork. That's the experience I'm looking for. If I'm going to, I could find the same bracelet where nobody understands the spirit and the essence of it in some boutique in Manhattan going for $300. And their family and their tribe has never seen it. So what is spiritual about that? You know, like what is spiritual about that? Let me take a sip of tea for a second. I love people and I'm having this conversation because I want to shine a light on the things and the injustices that come up in the spiritual community that I just don't think that everyone has the access or the discernment, the information to, um, to know because I feel like most people would make different decisions. Um, people aren't innately bad. People aren't innately trying to uh, harm anyone in the process. We're all just trying to survive. Some of us are even damn near trying to take that step and, and, and thrive, which is a beautiful thing. I think that it's really important for us to know our sources of stuff. I think that there is compassion for the times that we don't. I think sometimes we don't have access to where things are sourced, and I think it's really important to pray through that. You know, someone hands you a stick of sage. They don't know that it's it's a it's a very sacred tool. They they don't know where they got it from. They don't know where those people are. It's not that you can't use it. It's that, you know, before you use it, really pray about it. Maybe talk to somebody who has indigenous blood so you can see what you can do. You know, what kind of prayer you're putting into that medicine to purify it again. You're purifying a purifying medicine because you are that powerful. Because you could do that. Don't mean make a habit out of it. <laughs> we don't have to be gluttonous and we don't have to be hoarders of spiritual information, knowledge, items, tools, medicines. We don't. That one, stage of stick, that one smudge stick will last you a long time if you pay attention and you use it intentionally. Most people are burning sage for an aesthetic. I understand. I have compassion. I understand. There are worse things to be in trends and fads for. But if you have enough information and, and, and uh, awareness to become aware of what sage is, I invite you to have enough uh, compassion and integrity to understand where it comes from and um, how to acknowledge those people and those spirits in a good way if you're stepping into that. If you're not willing to commit to that whole thing, maybe you shouldn't step into it. Or maybe you're learning. Then maybe you're going to step into it more. But if you have no intention of going that much deeper into it, then you're just like going into a space. You know, it's like I'm going into a, a computer tech room and there's buttons everywhere. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to press this button. I have no idea what it's going to do. But because I want, I like that button. I like the way it looks. I'm going to press it. Doesn't matter if it makes this whole room blow up. Doesn't matter if it, it's, 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 it's deeper than that. You know what I mean? And um, I, it deserves the amount of respect and sanctity and um, 
we all deserve to give nature that respect. We all deserve to give spirituality that amount of reverence because each and every one of us, whether we are highly in the spiritual community or not, like we are all spiritual beings. We all have a spirit. That's going to look and feel different for everybody. It's important that, you know, certain things we don't share with people and then certain things we should. It's important for us to tune into that, you know. And um, thank y'all for tuning into this and creating this space for this topic to come out on this platform, you know. I think it's really important for us to continue these conversations and to be able to have these uh, not-so-easy conversations um, in a really good way because it's not just a call-out, you know, although I made jokes and, like, the, the pictures and stuff. Like, <laughs> um, I literally looked up, like, meditation or, or spirituality stock image and I put it on the background of the, <laughs> of the um, podcast poster and stuff because... I be joking. I be joking about things. Everything doesn't have to be so serious, you know? And it's okay to laugh at versions of ourselves too. I was one of those person at a point that was like grand rising goddess. Like I was one of those person. And nothing's wrong with that. Listen, if that resonates with you, that's there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't excuse me, resonate with me anymore. That's why I find it funny the different versions of myself. And then you find like, you know, the different the different things like, you know, in on social media, all of the bots or the or the people that are like seeking you out. That's also a huge thing too to talk about in this podcast. Like people who are seeking you out to hand you their spirituality. People who are pushing their beliefs onto you without you wanting it. That's not cool. Chill with that, please. Whoever's doing that, you know, whether it's people that are pushing it, screaming it in places, you know, or, you know, pulling up to abortion clinics or, you know, attacking the gay community and the trans community. Like, y'all should really fucking chill because what, you know, is spiritual about harming another person or pulling them down? Because you don't share the same beliefs. You could just respect them and leave them there. Just like they respect you and leave you there. They're not pulling up to your church. We're not, rather. <laughs> like, we're not pulling up to your church, you know? And everybody just needs to respect everybody. That's the best thing. It becomes toxic when we try to force. Anything that is forced can equate to harmful, can have harmful consequences. Because... Energy doesn't like force. And I'm not just talking about spiritually here. I'm talking about scientifically. Like, if you're pushing something with force, it can be abrasive rather than gliding, right? If you're pushing something with force, it can hit the wall and break. If you're pushing something with force, it could be harmed. Or you can be harmed in the process of pushing something. So I think it's really important to pay attention to that. You know, the best thing you can do is pray for people. Pray for creator, whatever, God, whoever you believe in. You know, to do what's best. Because if you're truly giving it and surrendering, 
You're giving it into the hands of not only creator, but you're giving it into the hands of that person to trust that they have enough sense to figure it out on their own. You're encouraged. The best thing you could do for anybody is to pray for them. Like, that's the most, if anybody says they pray for me, I don't take that lightly. I'm like, thank you, yo. That's mad. Like, you're helping me help myself from the inside. Like, that's fucking beautiful, you know? Like, there's nothing codependent about it. And I think that a lot of the toxic spirituality things that happen are just coming from uh, lack of knowledge, you know? And I invite everybody to just really pray about what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it and what you feel you need as far as, like, not only just, like, money, tools, things like that, but, like, really, really stressing on that community, really, really stressing on how can you find an elder not to gatekeep you from everything but to check in with you and check you at the end of the day the best elders i've met would probably did the same thing that we did 10 times over maybe they did it even worse maybe they're trying to do all these crazy shit you know what i mean there's so much knowledge and i'm not just talking about spiritual elders or quote unquote spiritual elders that is important as well but speaking to the older people in your life you're in your 20s, speak to people in their 60s. You're in your, your 30s, speak to people in their whatever, your 40s, it doesn't matter. Like, finding people who have literally been on the earth longer than you, that resonates more, that you and them share the same moralities. You'll be surprised to see how much you can learn and also be checked for, right? And then I feel like the also the opposite, like, when you find that you're too much in like this stressful place, like like you need this done, this done, this done. Talk to a baby, talk to a little kid, and be like, "Yo, what do you want?" And they're like, "Oh, I want to go to the store because I want to get this candy because I seen it on the on the TV and it was t it looked like it tasted so good." It's like it's simple. It could be simple, you know. When we take away the 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 fluff how we can we can provide a service of holding space for other people as long as we are having space held for us we can't do it without the other or else you're gonna feel drained and then you'll feel entitled to their money which is not okay <laughs> just because you can't get your emotional and spiritual needs met on your own doesn't mean that you're entitled to being compensated for your energy and time that you don't know how to manage your own accountability you know and i just want to check out real quick because i took a little brown paper bag and i wrote down like the comments that everybody put <laughs> and i just want to make sure i acknowledge everything yeah just staying grounded you know and and finding solutions like finding solutions for this stuff like how do you okay how for example within a space of like how do you find solutions when you're seeing this stuff go on you're going into a space and you see it go on. There's multiple things that you can do. One, you cannot give it your energy, time, or space, so you can remove yourself because at the end of the day, we can't change people, but we can change our reactions. So if we're feeling like, yo, every time I go to this class, I feel this way, 
and you know maybe i'm not resonating with that we could remove ourselves from that we could we could sit with that maybe we can even have a conversation with the person if we find ourselves in a not reactionary in a non-reactionary space where we're really praying about it you know whether that's rolling a tobacco over it or whether just have it breaking bread like having uh you know some kind of some kind of something that you're sharing with that person so that you could both be grounded in that space and create a comfortable place for a solution oriented energy to kind of flow between you because it could be hard to call people call people in call people out you know i feel like when we're taking away that making people embarrassed or ashamed of themselves and their behavior we are more likely to actually reach them because if you're like you know, going to pull up, if I came on to this podcast, for example, and I'm like, this person does this, that person does that, and I start naming them, like, that could also be perpetuating trauma. Like, I'm not trying to do that. At the end of the day, if I have something to talk to about somebody, I want to talk to them directly. I would like to have that conversation with them directly if they're open to it, you know, and asking them, like, are you open to having that conversation with me? You know, and just addressing it it's going to look different at different times sometimes you need to call things out sometimes it's necessary to do that you'll know when you'll feel it you gotta just check in with yourself check in with your with your community like once again i cannot stress that enough it is so important to i've been the most grounded person that i've ever been knowing that i have people on my side that have the best interest not only for myself but for humans and and the world in general because when I'm bugging, I, it's very apparent. <laughs> like, it's very apparent, which does happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I am certainly not a perfect person, and I will never paint the picture that I am. I'm learning. I'm learning, and I'm growing, and I'm seeing things differently every day, you know, and I'm so grateful for that. It's just about integrating that and actually applying it into spaces and places so that nothing teaches not only yourself, but everyone else around you or inspires anyone else around you more than actual embodiment, more than integrity to speak about these things, but to do them. Like if I got off this podcast and then I went and I bought a stick of sage from Sephora or for whatever store and I was doing this and I was doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to resonate with me? Cause I wouldn't, I would be like, I'm good. I'll probably unsubscribe to this podcast because that isn't real, <laughs> you know, or that's not what I resonate with. That's it's simple. We can find things and it doesn't have to be so, so, so much fluff, confusion, complications. Um, and it could still be very informative and simplistic at the same time. So with that being said, I feel that I kind of covered everything that everybody had addressed. If anybody else wanted to talk about anything else, please throw it into the comments at this time, and I will make sure to speak on it. But, yeah. Oh, there is there is one more. There's two more things that I actually want to address real quick. Oh, I'm looking at my, my little. <laughs> okay. Two things. One thing. Um to look out for you know be mindful of let's talk about let's let's do a little short bullet point of uh red flags and green flags right red flags when someone is viewing 
or going about things like as if they're invincible is something that should definitely be red flagged because, you know, that goes anywhere. You, people, you hear our parents talk about it all the time. Teenagers think they're invincible. And we know damn well that we're not, right? <laughs> so just paying, being mindful of that, thinking that if, if nothing can happen to them is also putting you in danger because they think that nothing can happen to them, then they're not going to be as mindful. Not to say that we should be hyper-cautious, but just being mindful is important. We shouldn't be super anxious, but being present and being mindful of everybody and considering everybody, right? Red flag. Green flag, being considerate and noticing, seeing where people are acknowledging things, acknowledging source, giving credit, talking to the community, involving the community, right? Red flag, shunning children, red flag, shunning families i've been involved in communities at different times of my life where they were very much so like anti-family where i even moved into a space and like was having family issues and it was very much so like yeah leave them in the dust like come here like we don't even talk to our family type stuff and i even remember feeling like that was wrong but i was very much so reactionary so i was like you know what like maybe it'll be good if i like separate but like the fact that there was so much isolation Paying attention to isolation, right? If there's any kind of environment, this is how like cults are started. This is like very cult environment when you are, when there are rules, regulations of like what you can't do in your day to day. Like, listen, there are rules and regulations that can absolutely be, um, what is the word? Not instilled, rather like pushed, you know, like, I don't know, I can't think of the word. Oh, enforced. Enforced when it comes to the spiritual community, like there are certain things you can't touch that altar. You can't drink that water. You can't touch that fire. Like that's, that's real. You know, that's definitely not that cult looking thing. What I'm talking about is like, you can't, you can't, you know, eat this or that. I mean, that's not even true. Certain, let me rephrase. You can't speak to this person. You can't make your own decisions on certain things that are not involving your own spiritual things right being mindful of that you know there's certain times where we're supposed to like there's certain religions where people have taboos and they're not supposed to eat things so that's not necessarily what i'm talking about here you know there's certain times before certain ceremonies or after certain ceremonies where we have to specifically eat certain things that is not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is that over control of your life where you're not able to make decisions you know and also that isolation like taking you away from your family any real authentic space that I truly feel that has been beneficial to me actually invites my family they're like yo bring your family and whoever wants to come like that is like a safe space because why are we going to push our family away if we're know that we're interconnected with our family and we're healing our generational traumas together and all of these different things that it should be encouraged. It might not always be accessible, but it should be encouraged. So that's a big green flag. Um, not acknowledging privilege. Not acknowledging privilege of whether that is white privilege, whether that is uh, financial privilege, whatever that case is, centering for only the comfort of white people in these spaces that most of the time are centering white people who are very financially able and not centering 
accessibility for everyone. You know, centering accessibility for everyone and creating safe spaces, green flag. You know, centering white people and not making it accessible for everybody, red flag. Not knowing where source where things are sourced from, big red flag. You know, um, feeling that, uh, stating that you need or insinuating that you need this person, practitioner, item, or practice in order to communicate with yourself, your spirit, and things that you need to do in your life. Big red flag. Saying that only you can do it and I can help you by guiding you for you to do it yourself. Green flag. Taking note on how you feel. Feeling anxious and feeling that twisted gut feeling in our stomach worrying if we should trust a person multiple times pay attention i'm not going to say that's green or red that's up to you to decide because sometimes our emotions kind of come into the space and we might have previous trust issues and it might throw us around giving the space for us to interpret things ourselves without needing them and encouraging us to do things on our own big Big green flag. So yeah. Now I think I've covered everything. <laughs> but yeah, just making sure that we're paying attention, you know. I'd always say it's really important um to be okay with like who like at wondering like who are we learning from? It's okay to inquire on other people you know like I asked my therapist when I first started working with my therapist I was like do you go to therapy and she was like yes and I was like bet like how many times do you go to therapy like a lot a little bit you know whatever I forgot exactly what I asked but I remember her being very open to telling me that I'm not asking her what she talks about in therapy I'm just asking her that she goes I think that it's very important that every practitioner goes to a practitioner or goes to a community or goes to an elder like if I'm doing some energy work feel free to ask me who I get my energy work from. I'll probably actually end up sending you to him or to them because there's certain things that I don't feel comfortable doing. That's not going to ever take away from my light. And I think that that's something that we need to address. You know, just because other people can do what we do, they're never going to do it like us. And um, everybody has different niches and different things that they specialize. So it's really important to also give space for those other people because we can't do it all and we can't do it for you. So that was toxic spirituality. Now, before we conclude, I did want to pull some cards to see how can we navigate as a community. How can we navigate just this topic in general, finding balance in the duality of spirituality? How can we find balance? Great Spirit, I ask you in a good way.
Okay. So everything came out heart. Yeah, it was all, all green, literally heart chakra. And then the other card is simply love. So sharing love and also passing things down. You know, like this is a, a father and a son, and there's a book in the son's hand, and it has a heart on it. And what it feels like is being able to pass things down, you know, not hoarding our knowledge and being able to share things with people. Not everything we share with people needs to be monetized from, you know. it's it, There are going to be, we don't need to look at it like that. It just simply love. Do what feels right for you. Do what feels like it's coming from a space of love. Sometimes it does pay to acquire certain things. Sometimes that's absolutely a good feeling from everyone involved. Some people have a lot of money and they really feel good about giving it to you. And that's okay. Let that be organic, you know. And just coming from that space of compassion, you know, the energy of heart chakra supports our inner guidance system, which is governed by the heart of the capacity to love. The energy of the heart chakra supports our inner guidance system, which is governed by our heart and our capacity to love deeply. The thing about heart is not only is it about love, it's about grieving, right? So there's a lot of times, places, and spaces where we have to also grieve. Like, we're not there anymore, you know, we might connect and this whole topic and this reading is on toxic spirituality. There are there might be parts of ourselves that engage in toxic spirituality, whether that's spiritual bypassing, whatever the case is. Right. Not understanding our privileges, um, not centering everybody, not making things accessible. It's not to have shame um, and guilt around, but it is OK to grieve. You know what I mean? It's OK to grieve and it's OK to give yourself that love and that that compassion that we deserve to give ourselves because there's healing and there's medicine in that. And if you're looking for any medicine, that's a really good one to start with. Um, and these are little number ones, so I have to look. They're little affirmations. Silica. My obsession with orderliness and rigid idealism in fear with my zest for life. So understanding that everything that involves, like, you know, once again, this reading is for specifically how do we find balance in the duality of spirituality. Understanding that, you know, it says my obsession with orderliness and rigid idealism interfere with my zest for life. Not everything is going to come in the order that we think. Not everything is linear, especially when it comes to anything spiritual or anything of spirit. It will just throw us through loops so just being really um real about that and just surrendering you know surrendering to the flow of things as they are needed uh 220 licorice root when we destroy ourselves internally we need gentleness sweetness and safety and security so we can trust again when we destroy ourselves internally we need gentle sweetness safety and security so we can trust again so providing that space for us to feel safe you know internally for us to feel safe externally getting real at the time that most of the people that are the gentlest are because they've endured the most rigid and harsh conditions you know and just acknowledging and creating space for that in the community and just having real conversations i think is really great to be centered and taking accountability without 
needing to go into a shame spiral. You know, anybody that may have felt anything from this podcast, I I really, and I encourage the conversation, come on, if anybody has any conversation that they want to talk to me, you know, you're more than welcome to reach out. Any resources I have are accessible to anybody that is looking for anything and, and with a pure heart and, and a clear mind, you know, coming to me or not even clear mind, just pure heart. And um, if I can do anything or send any resources your way, I always will, you know. I um, I invite the conversation to continue in different spaces and may this podcast reach all of the people that it's meant to reach at the time that it's meant to reach them. You know, um, may this podcast re-reach me at the time that I need to hear this again, you know, and um, everything in between. So last thing I'm going to do is read our day and then we'll head out and I'll see you next week. So today is September 4th. There was a period in high school when you had to figure out who you were. You'd think, well, I'm not fitting in with this group or that group. <clears throat> and then you'd start to examine your own inventory and wonder. Is there anything I can do that is going to make me desirable? David Letterman. Too often you may feel inferior or not good enough because you don't fit into a desirable or prestigious social or business circle. You may even attempt to change or take on unfamiliar or uncomfortable behaviors in order to feel more like you're a part of the of a particular group. Yet being able to express yourself without pretense or needing to please others means you can be more relaxed. In so doing, you can then be yourself. And imitation of... Uh, but sorry in so doing you can then be yourself and not an imitation of others since everyone has a talent that makes them unique or sets them apart from others one way to develop a sense of who you are is identify a talent you have what you do what do you do that makes you different from other people you know identifying your unique talent puts you one step further towards finding the right circle of friends to acquire for you affirmation Today, I'll nurture my special talents. I'll use my creative abilities and my skills with tools, my expertise with figures and finances and another talent I possess. Today, I'll nurture my special talent. I'll use my creative abilities, my skill with tools, my expertise with figures and finances or another talent I possess. That's mad funny because I just read September 24th. <laughs> but you know what? Did that not slap? And was that not completely relevant to everything we were talking about? Because <laughs> I'm not even about to read the other one. You know, I, I'll put the other one up. I'll just take a picture of it. That is crazy. I really read that one with my whole chest thinking that <laughs> it was April 24th. You know what? It was meant to be. So I'm going to leave it like that. That's the one we all needed to read. So. To come to conclusion, to wrap this podcast up. That's something that happens a lot, especially with spiritual communities, like feeling like you need to dress a certain way, speak a certain way, listen to a certain kind of music, whatever it is, or like sound or whatever, whatever it is. My loves, all you need to be is you to be in whatever community, whatever space that you are meant to be in. If being yourself 
makes everyone uncomfortable in whatever space it is, whether that is a spiritual community, whether that is a mental health circle, a community, community meeting, whatever it is. Maybe that isn't where you want to be. Doesn't mean you don't have to be there. Sometimes you're meant to make people uncomfortable. That's okay too. Life isn't life can't be comfortable all the time. Growth doesn't happen in comfortability, right? So listen to yourself. You don't need to conform anything about you. You don't need to go buy bohemian dresses and this and that. If that's not what you like, if that's what you like, then do it. But if it's not what you like, you don't have to do it. Spirituality does not have any specific aesthetic. You look at a bunch of native peoples, like they just wear regular clothes <laughs> until it's time to not. It doesn't have to be a show. Just be you. You're not going to miss nothing if you're being yourself. So thank you all for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>